Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver. I'm here with Dane Lee. Today, we're going to talk about uh, opportunity and missed opportunities and um, just basic things of like how to progress through life, not burn bridges. Uh, first, I'm going to get on a little bit of a owner rant. Um, sometimes you'll see me post these in stories and um, I have a lot of stories over the years of different things that, that happen, but um, this is one of them that still constantly irritates me. Um, so most gyms, when you decide you want to cancel your membership, they're going to have you sign a cancellation form and you're going to have to go in, sign your form. You know, usually there's a 30 day cancellation policy. Um, you know, every gym that I've ever been in besides CrossFit gyms for, you know, the most part, some of them have the same policy, some don't. Um, you're going to have to go in, sign your form in person, 30-day cancellation, so you need to be responsible and sign that 30 days before the next billing period and you know get your membership canceled. Um, we had a little bit of an incident that um, it, it, it pretty much, the, these are the forms of disrespect that I just can't stand for is the whole entitlement of this young generation. Um, we had someone that emailed at 8 p.m. on a Friday night simply saying they'll be in tomorrow to cancel their membership. Hey, all well and good. You want to cancel your membership? I have no problem with that. The, the fact is, though, that we're not staffed on a Saturday. And they are emailing at 8 p.m. on a Friday, which is past you know our staffed hours, but then also pretty much past the time that we would answer emails um, for a Friday. Now, we did answer the email and we said, hey, we're not staffed. You know, can you uh, accommodate another time on Monday? You know trying to get this person, uh, you know, to be able to sign their form and get out uh, as, they, as they want to. Well, long story short, person is apparently too busy to take a couple minutes and walk into a gym and sign their form. So we offered, or I jumped in and offered, I said, hey, I can be there Saturday morning, 10 a.m. We also had a coach until noon if they wanted to sign their form. Again, that didn't work for them, um, which is all well and good. Hey, we got different schedules. But the first offense is that this person then asks me, the owner, to come in on a Saturday at 5 p.m. Now, they sent me that email on Saturday at 7.45 a.m. One, a gym owner, you can't ever expect to come in on a Saturday at 5 p.m., to have you sign a form to stop paying them or to do anything really. I I can't even tell you the last time besides a meet that I've been working on a Saturday at 5 p.m. unless it's to set up a new facility, make some sort of repairs or run a meet. Uh, Our gym is typically staffed throughout the week per everyone's schedule, but we give about a 12 hour period Monday to Friday that, you know, anyone that would need to sign their forms or have a meeting with us can meet us in person. Again, it all just depends on our training schedule, our client schedule, life schedule, you know, just basic basic business practices. Um, so anyway, this person wants to request that the form be sent via email, which we do not do. Um, and there's reasons for that. We have a system that you come in, you sign your form, and you're canceled out after that form is signed, um, depending when it was signed. It can either be for the next billing period if it was the 30-day notice. If not, then you'll be charged for the next one, still having access, until that next billing period when the 30 days is passed. So, um, 
you know, I told the person we do not send this form out. Uh, that's just our policy. We tried to do that in the past. Didn't really work because the way we do this is we take those forms, put them in a folder, pull them out at the end of the month, take the people out that need canceled. Simple method. We've had in the past where we've done that and it wasn't notated correctly or then we would have to take those extra steps to print that form back out to put it in our folder for all for someone to not pay us. Now, if we're going to sign you up in person, we're going to have you sign those forms in person to take your money for you to not pay us anymore. We're going to operate the same way. It's a simple method that we've used for five years. Um, like I said, we've tried those other ones. We've even had where people have canceled their membership and um, then they email back, hey, you know, never mind, don't cancel it. Well, we don't receive that email, it gets lost in transition. Something happens to where we actually end up canceling their membership, but they want to keep it, then they're not getting charged, they don't have the door codes, you know, it becomes a big mess. And then also from you know a legality standpoint, you are signing off then at that point that in person with a witness that you are clearing out your membership and you understand that if it is past the 30 day, you know, cycle that you're going to be billed that next period um, before your cancellation can fully take effect. So there's multiple reasons businesses run it that way. But it's kind of funny how offended this person got because I wouldn't meet them during off hours as a gym owner. And then my gym manager had offered, um, you know, the guy had about two weeks to sign this form. So plenty of time to get it in. You know, he claims you know, can't come in because of work and busy schedule and all that stuff. And as we've always said before, there's really no excuses to that. Um, we got the whole spiel about, oh, you know, I haven't been using the gym. I'll tell you now, Planet Fitness runs their whole model off of people that do not come to the gym. So <clears throat> what it boils down to, long story short, is businesses run practices for certain reasons. If you don't agree with it, don't re disrespect and take it personally over something that again this person knew that from the start and they signed up for it if you didn't if you had a problem with that method at all then don't sign up for the gym go to another gym we are completely fine with that um, but we're not in the habit of robbing any one of their money or anything this is a very 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 simple process and one of the most professional processes i've ever seen there's no small print there is no um you know, six month year contracts. We don't tie anyone in. All we ask is that you give us a fair notice that you're going to cancel by a certain time. And I even give five extra days for people to sign that form. So it's really a 25 day cancellation. Um, so we typically try to go above and beyond. And in, in the end, I went above and beyond for this person to um, be able to sign their form and gave them the opportunity to um, come in, sign their form in a different method. Uh, that I typically wouldn't do. But hey, I'm still the asshole, right? Anyway, so that brings us to our topic. Um, what this person ended up doing, uh, I guess I should give some backstory to this. This person is the same person that had asked me to be able to come in and me help them with their business. And in return, you know, it may or may not help ours because they're running a photography company for them to be able to shoot videos, take pictures, do all that stuff. And I said, hey, we, we can't accommodate anything right now as far as payment, but hey, in the future, we may be able to work something out. We've always helped people. I think we've had about six or seven people through that have done videos, pictures, all this stuff. And we try to help them build their portfolio. These are generally, as in this case too, uh, young people, 20, 21, 22 years old, um, just starting out business. So we try to help them. 
Well, I'll tell you now, I will never use that person's business ever. I will never recommend that person's business. And if I'm asked about that person's business, I'm probably not going to talk too highly of it because that person decided to disrespect my business and me personally, um, which I don't get offended easy, but I do, I do operate by a set of rules and a set of guidelines that make my business run efficiently. But because of that, that person burned their opportunity and burned their bridge. So that's what I'm seeing a lot in this younger generation is people and in society in general, but mainly in this young generation, and I'm talking 25, current 25 and unders, they burn bridges so quickly and they are so quick to be offended by everything that they are losing opportunities, whether they know it or not in their future. You know, I'm going to pull Dana in now on this, but if, you know, we've had plenty of conversations on this. We're yeah. both, uh, for those that don't know, we're both in our 30s. Um, we talk to a lot of people that are in their 40s and 50s, these kind of old business guys, I, I would say. The number one thing I hear from- Well, careful, success- don't call too many of them old. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um, but the number one thing that I've always heard from these old business guys or just- the I should say people in general, men and women, is don't burn a bridge. Right. So, so there are a couple of things that I want to touch on from what you were talking about, and like the story that you're telling is specific to canceling a membership, mm-hmm. but it's a specific story about a general business practice which is you have a method that you put in place and you communicated that method up front. And if they wanted to have a communication about why, you could explain to them that there are legitimate legal reasons on why you do it this way. There are legitimate business practices. Mm -hmm. And it might not seem efficient or as easy to the client or the Mm -hmm. gym member, but they don't always have to understand the reasoning behind it, but they did sign off on it. And they signed and they. And it was explained to them. It's... It is in there um, twice within the agreement, and plus, because people don't listen and they don't read, we also have a checklist of um, on the last page. Yeah, on the last page, it's a checklist that you also initial and sign off on. And one of the things in there is that it says that you must sign your cancellation form in person, uh, no later than thirty days prior to the next billing right. period or whatever. And it has to be so, that in person part is said multiple times. You initial multiple yeah. times going with it. So, it, yeah, it were repeating the story about having to be in person with it, but understand that when businesses have uh, certain principles like that, there are very good reasons Mm -hmm. behind them. And so to have an argument with someone about how they should run their business, whether it's about this or anything else, you don't always know what's behind that. You need to be able to better communicate. And so Justin, when you were reading uh, the emails in preparation for the podcast, one of the things that was standing out with it was it's not just a miscommunication. There's a complete lack of communication that's exactly. going on where you have all of these emails going on that could have been reduced down to you know, two or three where it's like, listen, I, I have a very busy schedule at the moment. I understand that I'm asking a very big favor from you to come in during an off hour. These are my current hours. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that would work in there? Or... Is there a different way that I would be able to come in to sign? Knowing that I have exactly. to come in, yeah. what can we do? And the thing is that this this whole thing, I you know, there was about seven emails sent back and forth for a cancellation, which is ridiculous. But um, you know, in there, I've treated this person with respect. I just said these are the gym guidelines, these are the rules that we have in place. 
um, until they got you know snippy with me saying that hey they'll they'll pay but even if they sign their form or not we can't we're not charging them um, he won't allow us to charge them for the next month which i already clearly stated just sign your form and you would be out of anyway but regardless he said he won't sign his form and he won't pay us so i per the agreement that you signed i came back with you know that's fine you know if you decide to go that route um you're not the first person to threaten this we will send you to collections and then what happens is, is down the road if you don't pay them my attorney takes uh all the people that don't pay us and he just goes down to the court office and he files them all together could be 20 people and bam there you go you all have to pay now under court order and we never lose those and it's never because you signed an agreement and it's spaced out that way do i like to do that no but as you said there's a reason businesses have these rules right when we first opened we never used to do the collection method well we, we had is a lot of people dipping out and then never paying us or we had people that um add one guy he did training programs, all this stuff, then went back and filed a fraudulent claim on us um, oh. for charging him. It was like $500 in charges. Now, when that happens, we get that money taken immediately out of our business checking account. Mm-hmm. So I got that money taken out. I sent all the evidence to his bank of everything we had on him. Well, they ended up coming back in our favor. So we got our money back plus the fee that was charged to us. I wouldn't be surprised if that bank dropped him as a client, and he's lucky at that point he didn't get bank fraud charges put on him as well. But that's the reason why we have collections. That's the reason why I have certain contracts. That's the reason why I have you know good business right. attorneys, not just one. I have multiples that I trust their opinion on. Because any so. gym owner hearing this would be able to say, all right, I didn't have that exact thing, mm-hmm. but I have three, four, five stories yep. about how I had something very similar. So gym owners who can relate, fantastic. But clients, anyone listening to this, understand that when you're going to a business, whether it's a gym of any kind or other practice, practitioner like the disrespect that you show them when they're trying to enforce like we're not trying to be assholes yeah, when we're saying like, i told the guy in there it's nothing personal right it's a simple business practice that again i talk to gym owners all around the country and we all pretty much operate the same way mm-hmm. almost every gym operates that way and i've experienced that i've had to always go in and sign my form and um you know, I don't want to spend too much time on that specific topic, but I felt it was relevant to today that this um, person chose to now, one, miss the opportunity to be inside, you know, I'm biased, but be inside of a, a great facility because I guarantee, you know, he ain't ever coming back. Um, but then also, like, you know, being in this world, I do know a lot of people who get photo shoots done. I do know a lot of people who do video shoots. Right. I do know a lot of business owners, and I'll never recommend your business. So, and you're in a competitive field. You know, so there's an opportunity and a bridge burned when you never know what's going to come of that. And that's a conversation mm-hmm. that we've had, I don't know how many times over the past couple of years. Um, so, yeah, using this story to kind of enter into the conversation of burning bridges, I've seen it with practitioners. Mm-hmm. You've seen it with athletes, seen it with coaches, seen it now with uh, outside businesses, you know, like this kid. Um, and the idea that comes to mind when I think about that is that the bigger picture is, regardless of the generation, I, I do see it, more, it makes me feel old now when I say it, but like with the younger generation, is that they're offended because you're not accommodating their specific want. And yeah. the, the, the thing that they want is convenience. Yeah. 
and, and understanding not, that know, those these major corporations not to cut you off but i understand major corporations hey you can go on your phone cancel you know up oh, cancel that oh, let's not do that subscription anymore mm-hmm. they have that method so you're not they're not getting thousands of phone calls a day just for someone to cancel it they make right. it easier that way we are a small semi-private training facility mm-hmm. in a gym we're not at&t you know we're not amazon if you have some sort of you know drop off subscription from them that's that's not our method right we're not right? here for your convenience yeah. or for your luxury um we're here to provide you, you with, with a service, service. right yeah. and because you are a member here it does not entitle you to a specific level of service like mm-hmm. the business provides what it says it will provide and everyone's treated the same i don't care if you are the best athlete in this gym or someone that I just signed up yesterday who I, I don't even know or someone who's been around eight years. Like mm-hmm. it's, we, we operate everything the same way. And when you decide to get offended because if someone isn't going to provide you with your specifically selected or specifically desired service, it comes back to the idea of the burning the bridge. We never said that we were going to do something and what we said we were going to do, like, look, we're enforcing mm-hmm. it. You're missing out on all of these future opportunities. What now, or what position have you now put yourself in that you are no longer going to have the training gym no. to be able to come to? In this case, the training gym. But like you said, the future potential business. Exactly. Not just for, from people that they could be taking mm-hmm. photographs of at the gym. or like. <laughs> I mean, we have two meets that are coming up yep. in a couple of months. There's, there's a meet. Uh, speaking of, I know someone this weekend. That photographer is going to make uh, roughly $1,500 at a meet just for just in one day shooting a couple people. Mm-hmm. So, so take examples like that. But then also, how does that network eventually expand? And this is where you have to be able to think in a business-oriented way of mm-hmm. if I don't burn that bridge and I do a little bit of work for them, okay, yeah, $1,500 in a day. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what does that eventually lead to? How many exactly. $1,500 days How, does yeah. that lead to down the road? How do you know I don't know someone a couple minutes down the road who has a business that operates millions of dollars of on millions of dollars of revenue every year and they have the marketing money to be able to spend every single year and they choose who they're going to spend that with. Mm-hmm. I know multiple businesses that are like that. I know some of the, the big wigs and some of these, um, these higher up companies from everything from, you know, my one buddy is a, um, he travels all over the country, a regional manager for uh, signet, which owns like K jewelers and all yeah. those places. How do you know that I can't get you in with him and get you some kind of sh- photo shoot with them with their rings and all that stuff that you might see on like Instagram or whatever? What do you think those companies pay you per hour or are willing to pay you per hour? More than 1500 you know, <laughs> They got the money to spend. You know, and even some of these mom and pops or, you know, some of these big um, people that I know that have uh, auto companies and things like that, uh, auto dealerships, stuff like that. What do you think they have for mar- that? They have marketing money. They mm-hmm. have the money to spend. You know, so never burn a bridge. You never know what sort of opportunity is going to come out of that. And um, <clears throat> speaking of, like, you should always be looking for opportunities as well. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to get into a story uh, about myself because, you know, I've lived a life and, um, you know, there, there's plenty of instances where I can show where I've uh, missed opportunities, but I've I've tried opportunities, maybe failed, maybe succeeded, or you know I'm always looking for those opportunities 
to either connect with people, progress myself or whatever. Um, so I wanted to come back on, you know, some prior topics that we talked about and um, talk about what happened with the whole special warfare training and everything with me. Um, you know, my close friends kind of know this. I haven't really, I don't really talk about too much unless someone like actually talks to me about it and asks me about, but basically what, um, what had happened is, so I passed my test to go to SWIP training and I'm accepted in, I passed my interview, all that stuff. And we are deploying uh, for a nine month deployment. Now what happens is because I was accepted in, I have to wait to get classed up and all that stuff. And then they, they would ship me back from deployment to class up to go through training. What is class up? Class up means every time you're going through that training, you're with a specific class of X amount, call it 200 people, 250 people that come through the class. Um, might be a little bit smaller, 150, just depends on how many applicants they have at that time. But that's your class that you work with and they cut as necessary during the process. If you miss an evolution, if they just think you're not right, they don't trust you, things like that, you're out. So um, go on deployment and through deployment, I found out that there was a problem with my clearance. Now, I had already had um, a fairly high clearance, and that was off my basic, you know, FBI background check or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they, I forget what other system they run it through. They run it through, like, every, basically every database, make sure you're, you know, not a terrorist or anything crazy or you don't have anything that you'd lie to them about. So I already had a pretty high clearance, but they didn't um, continue my clearance at that point because when I was young and stupid, um, I had a, a financial obligation that I kind of missed on and me being a dumb young kid, I kind of wrote it off. And, um, so long story short, like I owed people money, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it actually to, in today's money where I think now it's really not that much. It was, you know, a few thousand dollars, but it was enough for them to, um, kinda say that we don't you. know, Hey, we don't know if we can give you that clearance and trust you in this field yeah. because maybe you'll accept money or, you know, whatever. So that's what my uh, NCs told me. And the NCs are the people that – they're basically admins that um, deal with that stuff when you get orders through or they um, they deal with a lot of the paperwork stuff. So they're like no, your counselors basically, okay. career counselors. Think of it that way. So they tell me that. I'm like, so I just wasted a year and a half training for this and I was accepted in and you're telling me I can't fucking go? And they're like, not until you take care of this. So – at that point, I'm just pissed off. You might mind you, I'm I am this young generation. At that point, yeah, you know, I'm twenty, uh, what twenty or twenty one years old at that time. So I'm pissed off, and you know I go to my higher ups and I'm like, hey, what the fuck? You know, like I I worked, you know, I passed the interview. You know, these guys were praising me during my workouts and things. You know, I'm meant to be there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so they say like, hey, you know, people have had this issue before. Just get it cleared up and you can go. I said, okay, well, we're on deployment. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to really clear this up right now. Um, so anyway, uh, probably about halfway through deployment, uh, many people might remember there was the whole Captain Phillips incident yeah. where um, the Mearsark, Alabama, pretty sure that was ship name, uh, got caught up by pirates and everything, the Somali pirates, and they went on and took over the ship. So we were one of the ships at that point that SEAL Team 6 came on to and we um, so we basically housed them on board. So the entire SEAL teams on board. All right. And at that time, I was working in my last round. You have to do uh, mess duty, which is like kitchen work. Uh, you know, uh, if there's a 
a serving line, like t- change out the trays, wipe off the counters, yeah. like basically be somebody's bitch for a little bit. Do the dishes, <laughs> you know. You got to help out. Uh, it's part of mess duty. You have to do like 90 days total, I think, um, throughout your first few years or whatever. So I'm on my last round of that. And there's a little opportunity that I capitalized on. So mind you, SEAL Team 6 comes on board and I'm working in the officer's lounge. So I'm you know wiping up the counters, making sure everything on the... Um, the line is good, making sure their drink stuff's filled, all that. And they walk through the door immediately. Every officer in there turns their eyes to these guys. Like they walk in, it's business right away. Yeah. They're there to fuck shit up. They're there to accomplish the mission. The captain of our ship is eating. He stands up and fucking straight to them, like starts, you could tell they're briefing on whatever. He leaves his fucking dinner behind and goes. The captain of our ship. Yeah. That tells you how important this shit is. There's a mission to be done. So um, the next day, I'm in there and I'm you know, doing my thing again, wiping shit up. Yeah. And the uh, CEO, which is a captain of SEAL Team 6, mm-hmm. I'm wiping some shit up. I hear this voice like, how are you doing today? I'm, shit, you know? <laughs> Good, sir. You know, like kind of like wiping my stuff up. And he's like asking me questions like... You know, how's deployment going? What's your job? You mm-hmm. know, things like that. I told him, he's like, do you like it? I'm like, here's my opportunity. I'm like, honestly, no, sir. And I said, I told him, I said, you know, what I was supposed to do. And it, we get into a conversation. This is a fucking captain. SEAL Team 6. Like, why the hell is this guy even talking to me? But right. I took my, took my shot, right? Yep. And I told him what had happened. And, you know, he's like, well, what were your scores? I told him my scores. He's like, okay. He's like. I'm going to have someone come talk to you. Okay. Uh, uh, what, Great. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> yes. So later that day, um, the SWIC commander, who's a commander, he's the SWIC's unit CO, basically. Okay. Commanding officer. He comes up to me. Now, right, again, another high-ranking officer. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're Oliver. Yes, sir. Start talking to him. Same story. What were your scores? What happened? You know, ask me the same questions. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to have someone come talk to you. Later that day, this is dinner time, a SEAL lieutenant comes up and talks to me. Okay. Same thing. What were your scores? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And every one of them said the same thing. They're like, that doesn't seem right. There's something wrong with that. The SEAL lieutenant finally tells me, he's like, I have guys that can get a waiver for that. He's like, all that has to happen is your NCs need to file a waiver for you. He's like, I got guys that are like that. By the time you go through and get through training and stuff, you're going to be able to be deployed and you're going to have your clearances and stuff. Just take care of it. You'll be good. But you just need them to file for the waiver, which you should be able to get easily. Okay. So now I'm pissed. Oh, and by the way, he said, I'm going to have someone come talk to you. <laughs> all right. Mind you, I'm pissed at this point because I'm like, so these guys, all they had to do was their fucking job. And I wouldn't even be on here right now. I wouldn't be, you know, I'd be gone pretty much already, maybe. Um, so the next day comes a guy up. It's a SEAL chief. Mm-hmm. Same questions. Talking to me, asking me, you know, what was the problem? What were your scores? Talk to me a little bit more. And um, I fi- it finally started to click on me. What they were doing was fucking testing me. They were all asking me the same questions. Yeah. They were trying to, one, make sure probably my story was straight, integrity. But from that SEAL CO, captain, on down, mm-hmm. they all had to have saw something 
in me because that's what they're doing. That's how they think. If they don't think that you're on point and they can't trust you and Never you're, not, bothered. you're not a worthy candidate, they wouldn't even fucking bothered. But he said the same thing. You know, we'll get you, you know, you get a waiver. And I was like, all right. I was like, do you have an email or whatever? You know, I'll get a hold. He said, I'll get a hold of you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. You know, thinking bullshit. But um, same thing. Yeah. Ended up getting a hold of me and all that. I get off deployment and, um, you know, get a, get some things taken care of and I, I'm waiting to go again. Tear out my fucking knee. Uh, so that ended that dream. So while that was a failed opportunity, I had the opportunity to at least find out that I could go. Yeah. All right. And that was a failed opportunity in the sense that I wasted, you know, a very, very long time training be able to go because once you have surgery you have to wait two years to reapply a year later i was diagnosed with crohn's which is non-deployable so to end that fucking book that's what happened with me um being in special warfare that that's where i should have been honestly that's probably i would have probably either made it a career i would have been there a long time because it's an eight-year contract Mm -hmm. um so what that taught me though is to never be afraid, to even if it's someone higher up, whatever, to take a shot, to at least yeah. go and try, you know? Because what's the worst they could say? That CEO, CEO could have been like, oh, okay, cool story, and just fucking left me alone. Yeah, good luck you with know, that. Good Hope luck. it works out. You know, he's there to go fuck people up and complete a mission and save a whole ship and save a, a ship's captain and all that stuff. Um, he could have very easily just been like, mm, yeah, okay, bye, like, cool story, yeah. you know, but that's not the way those guys really operate either, you know, they they can multitask, they can get shit done, he can shut to me out, shut me off if needed, whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I learned from that, you know, getting out of the military that if I ever had a problem with something, I went to the source and I figured it out, so go back to the kid with, you know, his cancellation problem, Mm-hmm. Come to the source, figure it out, meet me in person, man up, you know, and and get your thing situated, get your house in order. You know, that's that's a big problem with this young generation is they won't take those opportunities, you know, and transferring that over to business, life, whatever, is if you're seeking out a job, put as many applications as you can in, you know, if you're trying to build your brand, build your business, promote yourself, put yourself out there. The worst anyone's going to say is no. Or they're not going to give you the time or, you know, whatever. But that one person that might give you the time might be the one that changes around your career and accelerates you to whatever you're trying to get to. So When someone gives you an opportunity too, I've had op- or instances where I wasn't even looking for something. And someone came up to me and said, hey, do you want to do it? Yes. Yep. Like, don't even finish the sentence. Yes, I'll help out. I'll do it. Um because in that instance, they sought you out for a reason. Mm-hmm. They were looking to provide you with something. And then obviously do your homework to figure out if it's a smart choice post. Like you say yes to something and then you realize like, yeah, this is kind of some shady business or like this isn't really going to work out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you might back out of some things when you realize that it, it isn't the right choice. But like when an opportunity presents itself, yeah, you take it. Yeah. Um, and coming back to one of the things we talked about earlier is the number of people that I've seen in my field that I have handed opportunities to that they turned around and said, well, what's in it for me? Exactly. It is one of the biggest slaps in the face because in that moment, 
I am showing you respect, not just in giving you the opportunity, but you're the person that I picked to give that opportunity to. And you're right. Maybe it isn't a massive opportunity for you. Maybe you're not going to get a ton out of it because that's the only thing I have to offer you at the time. But you don't know until you take the chance to. But prove yourself to be someone who is competent at doing what I'm trying to offer to you, but also that you're reliable. So in the future, when another one comes along, I'm going to go you again. Mm-hmm. And then when something else comes up bigger, like you're the person I go to. And then people start to know you because of that. And then they come in. At, I'm, the, the scenario I have in my mind is thinking about meets here and inviting practitioners to come to the meets. And then you become known as the massage therapist or the chiropractor, the physical therapist who's at that meet. Yeah. And it becomes part of the overall experience for people. Now they want to come there because you're the person who goes there. And then you network with lifters from all over the state or all over the yeah. country. What's in it for you? Like, well, you have to be open-minded enough to understand the bridges. You're not burning them. You're just completely walking away. You're never even when, building them. And you're, you're, the bridges you're building too, they, you got to understand. At first, okay, like if you want to look at it in the grand scheme of things, you might be bridging with people that aren't at the top. They're not going to give you the most back. But you know what? They might know someone who is up there. Or you bridge with enough people and your name starts to build. And then someone that is higher up starts to take notice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see, I see that so, this so much that these young people, because everyone wants to be an entrepreneur now. And everyone starts their own business. But they're so quick to burn a bridge within their business. For because no, there's so for many no opportunities. Or offended. This goes back to remember a few weeks ago when I was talking about, you know, the kid that got offended over, um, you know, me sharing a, uh, a podcast and, you know, talking to him about the whole COVID bullshit going on. But he had his own agenda of I'm going to come in angry, you know, and the yeah. mask thing and all that stuff. So he burned a bridge, you know, and whether I'm connecting you to other people or, or not, you still burn a bridge for what reason? You right. know, and if someone ultimately disrespects you, I'm huge on respect. And that's, you know, I hope people finally fucking realize that coming from a sense of like my military background that like I don't fuck around and I expect respect and I'll give you the same back. Mm-hmm. But when you disrespect me, owner or not, you know, you're going to hear it and I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. And I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you're offended. You've chosen to put you, yourself in a position due to, you know, disrespecting me as an owner or me as an individual Mm -hmm. that you have shown that you don't deserve that in return now i have my own values i have my own morals that i will try to uphold when i'm having a conversation with someone but if you've shown yourself to be that person that's a different conversation entirely i I think what happens is a lot of people have the wrong skew of like how um how business and how owners should should be and things like that is you know we're here to provide a service and most businesses are like that and they're trying to um, cater to you in some way but they're not going to bend over backwards for you who thinks you're special for whatever reason um, you know to accommodate you your needs constantly it doesn't really work that way and what you see now is again like this whatever 20 21 year old kid wants to come talk to me and tell me how to run my business when you have no no understanding of how a gym works. You have no understanding right. of how business or life works. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there too. And what the background and reasons the, on why... The background of why those things are going on. Um, 
so I think a lot of people, they're so quick because of, you know, Instagram, because of, you know, all this, oh, I just unfriend you, block you, or, or Move cut on, you on, what's the next yeah, thing? Yeah, cut you out here, on to the next person that I can pull from and get as much out of them until I don't need them anymore, and then I cut them out, and then I move on. And that seems to be how a lot of these people work. Yeah. And you know what? None of those people are successful. None of them. And we've seen it in here, and I've seen it, you know, in the world. The people that act like that, you're not successful. I know, I know a lot of people who are successful in business, you know, wherever they're working, just life in general, get back to the community, all that stuff. None of them act like that. None of them. You're going to have a long, hard life if you think the world works that way, the way that all these people do. If you keep just constantly cutting people here and there for no apparent reason, your, your life is going to be really, really hard. And you're going to look back at 30, 35 years old when you're still a fucking bum and you're not progressing in life. Like, fuck, man, if I just, you know, would have connected with those people, maybe. They, even by then, they still might not be mature enough to realize it, but... Yeah, I would be hoping that they have enough maturity to have that hindsight. Exactly. But, you know, and the, I've done it before where I've gotten angry at a business or I've gotten angry over, like, something that's, that needs to get be done. But um, if if I know I'm in the wrong or if they come back with a, diff- a solution, you know, and, and they're not disrespecting me and they understand my point of view, then, oh, okay, hey, all right, yeah, you're, you're right, sorry, like, that makes sense. But I'm man enough to sit there and say, hey, sorry about that, let's get it situated. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, again, we can keep going on, but the the whole thing is, you know, for you young people and just people in general, stop burning bridges, stop wasting opportunities, um, connect with as many people as you can, be respectful, you know, until someone disrespects you, don't disrespect them. These are simple rules of life that most of us grew up with. Um, and I'm, I almost don't understand why the, uh, the constant disrespect of people is in society. But, you know, we see it everywhere from the media to, I mean, look at politics. They're all doing the same thing. Um, if it's not you know, my way right now, then we go to, you know, some other extreme that isn't a proper solution for anybody. So, um, yeah, anything you want to add to top that off? No, I think that said it pretty well. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's it for today. Um, hopefully you guys learned a thing or two, and then hopefully you understand um, where I stand as a business and as a person a little bit more. Um, I think... Uh, you know, the next week we'll probably do another Q&A for uh, 20 or 30 minutes if we can get time here. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'll post it up online. Like I said, DM uh, myself or Dane. You can find us on Instagram, uh, J underscore Ollie15. Um, Elite Recovery underscore LMT. Actually, I would put out, I would be really interested if there are business owners of any kind who are listening to this mm-hmm. and you feel uh that you have a story that relates to it i mean shoot us a a message uh shoot us an email tell us about it um something that it doesn't have to be you know strictly the the gym or anything like that but i bet that there are a number of people out there that can relate to something within what we just talked about really easily but i would love to hear about it i would love to see some of the examples and then also like what they did you know to take care of it it. Yeah. yeah Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, and, you know, to kind of go on that topic too, I, I'm looking um, at some point we will have people on this podcast that aren't in the fitness world and are just 
general people working and um, some of them are, like I said, hire people up in companies and things and talk about how they got there, what they did, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We have a, a meet here uh, next weekend. If you guys want to stop by on October 3rd, the meet starts at 9 a.m. Um, it's $10 at the door. If you are a member and you didn't get the email or didn't reply to the email and now you're able to uh, help spot or load or something you're going to get in for free and then we will pay you to help spot and load so um, yeah if you guys can make it out come support the gym come support the lifters Um, other than that we will see you guys later have a good one